Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Bongani Tubo, welcome to the show. Let me humble myself to you, Bongani and Nala, as well as to the teachers. Bongani, uh, if, if, we, if we go back to, to when uh, President Jacob Zuma announced free education around 2017, uh, uh, 2018, looking back, uh, was that the right decision at the time? Um, does this make financial sense to provide free education in South Africa? Look, I, I think the the whole thing of making education uh, free uh, is one of the good intentions, you know. But the issue on the other side, we have to look at the practicality of it currently because our country is faced with COVID and there is economic stagnation. And also, there is so much corruption that is happening in this country. As we have had things on the commission, people are failing to account for 20 million. They say they made mistakes. And, you know, there is so much irregular expenditure that is happening in our country that goes to billions and billions. But uh, having said that, I think the issue of of uh, free education must be looking in, in the context uh, that says what, 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 why we as South Africans we don't really discuss this issue. Why do we let it be the government issue when it is a national issue? And uh, why I'm saying it is a national issue because uh, every citizen of this country make a contribution uh, towards the education of, of the South Africans regardless, you know. And so and so I think that we need to have a proper ed, uh, discourse on this rather than to let it be a political game uh, for the politician to score points for or against and to sound clever that we don't have money. Others would sound clever to say, no, kids must, be go, must go to school for free. And so that's why I'm saying we need to have a, a serious discourse on this as well to understand that if it is for free, what are the consequences? And if it is not for free, what are the consequences? But uh, if you remember very well, post-apartheid, uh, there was something known as TEFSA. And TEFSA, to a certain extent, was a good model, you know, yes. because it was giving people a loan at a particular stage, uh, you will get 50% uh, as bursary, and then the other 50% you must uh, pay a, 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 as a loan. Because if you are doing well at school, they will simply say, okay, as an incentive and to show that you were committed to your studies, we will cut 50%. Uh, as a bus- will give 50% as a bursary and then another 50% will be a loan because, you know, we have to be honest to ourselves that whatever we do in this country, we owe it to the future generation. And so we must not think that everything that is here is permanent. You know, we have but, limited resources and also we must think for the future of the next generation. When, when you talk about politicians uh, scoring cheap political points or speaking for the sake of speaking, um, on the budget speech recently, uh, which was made by the finance minister, there was, there was, there was a commitment that was made uh, that all deserving students would be supported through higher education and training. So was he lying then? That's what I'm saying. You know, our politicians are people who use folk tongues. They are 
kind of message is, is very ambiguous, you know, because when it comes to practicality, they, they create a catastrophe for us. You know, they promise things at the end of the day, they don't fulfill it. And so that's why I'm saying it's us as South Africans not to, 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 to accept this castle in the air, but to be practical and say, I, as Kolani, I have a brother in 10, 20 years to come who must go through the same institution. And so if I alone go for free, I mean, get the education that is for free, and then I stay at home for the next five to ten years trying to find the employment, you know, and then what becomes to the next brother of mine, you know. And so that's why I'm saying I think the whole education system in South Africa really needed to have a serious, serious discourse because apart from that, they are kids who will go to these universities who study for free and then post that they become in, in economic inactive, you know. And so... And, and I, yeah, yes, Melanie, and I, that's where we are right now. I mean, when you talk about how we as a people need to come up with a discourse that almost is independent of politicians, I don't see where we would go. Where would we start? Because how? we talk about TEFSA. There's TEFSA, right? And there are people who still haven't paid TEFSA years and years later. NSFAS, also same situation. There are people who still haven't paid and some are not able to pay back their, their student loans from NSFAS. That is the discourse that we can discuss. But other than that, what do you suggest needs to be done? Because now students are frustrated and, and, and there's so many things that are happening. They're being killed in the streets trying to stand up for free education that they were promised. So what is this discourse that you think is necessary and can be done? Look, look I, I think, as I've always said, Salafka is in a serious quagmire where we lack leadership, where a leaderless society, you know, because in such kind of things was not supposed to happen, you know. Any department, uh, they have to plan for the next uh, financial year, you know. And in South Africa, this phenomena of us, that each and every year, ask any adult person who went through education in this country, they will tell you that each and every year, they have to go through this ritual of protesting for financial exclusion, for academic exclusion, and then after that, they are mechanism of saying, okay, a child who's, who comes from this type of a household that ends so much can register. You know, that's why I'm saying, you know, we don't have a government that is out there looking for its citizen, you know, and that you see it by the demonstration that students are doing. But we have people in this department that we pay each and every year or and each and nothing every comes month from and that. nothing comes out. And yeah. the same thing as well, the universities, because look, there are universities like Monash. There are universities like uh, what you call it, University College. Why don't you ask ourselves what kind of methodology they are using? The methodology that they are using is a very simple one. You go there because you have money. And so now we have to ask ourselves, if you don't have money, what is in there for you? How can you go to tertiary education? As I'm saying, the worst answer, but the problem that we have is that 
some of the students post tertiary education, they become economic inactive, they become unemployed. So and once you've got the actual education, it doesn't lead to anything. Olani, we're going to need to leave it there, um, unfortunately, because of time. But thank you so much for, for taking the time and speaking to us this morning. Thanks a lot, Cesare. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.